Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Split Screen Media. This is going to be episode 15. Uh, for those of you who are new, we are a media-focused podcast. We do movies, TV, video games, music, all that kind of stuff. And we also cover any sort of media news and, you know, delve a little bit into our personal lives. Uh, this week, my guest host, Chris Blankenship, is with us. Say hello to the people. What's up, people? What's up? And returning the OG guest back again for a third time. Mr. Pete. <laughs> Joey the, Baden. How you doing, man? The three cool, the three Pete. Thanks Don't for having me back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's been here for years. Yeah. How and you doing, I, mate? The next one has to be special because I'm the fourth. And if it's my fourth time returning, it's gotta be something special. All right. So we gotta make sure for the fourth we got something spicy. Well, <laughs> is, fi- is 15 special? Like I like I feel like you know, you see like 15th anniversary and stuff. So this is kind of a special episode. It's divisible by five. I mean, every episode is special. It's a it's a prime number, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just said it was divisible by five. It's not a prime number. <laughs> this is that C's getting degrees sticking out. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it can still be divisible. Wait, no, prime number is just it's. Uh, just it can one. only be by itself, right? Or multiplied by like two numbers that are the same. Itself and one. Itself yeah. and one. Okay. So like thirty-seven. Okay. Prime number. So we're gonna say this is the prime number episode <laughs> because it's fifteen. <laughs> Isn't seventeen a prime? Literally in two weeks, we'll be at a prime episode. We'll have another one then. It's fine. People love okay. repeats. Okay. Cool. Just like our main man Joey here. Yeah. Coming back. <laughs> so uh, we got a lot of talk to talk about this week. Uh, I think the first thing we're gonna discuss is the Borderlands movie, which I didn't know was happening until yesterday. <laughs> right. <Me too. laughs> when, they, when they made this announcement, but uh, so it looks like for the role of Roland, who is a playable character in the first game, and then becomes sort of an NPC character throughout the rest of the series, he's gonna be played by Kevin Hart, and then Lilith, who is the same, you know, was a playable character turned NPC, is gonna be played by Kate Blanchett. And I'm curious having, you know, all three of us having played these games and, you know, loving these games probably to varying degrees, but, you know, still a good time. Uh, what do you guys think of this news? Do you do you like this cast? Do you hate this cast? Who would you like to see if you don't like it? Can I interject? Uh, it's also directed by Eli Roth. So if you're familiar with what he what? does. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is he? Uh, his name sounds familiar. Give me a Give me a movie that he's directed. He does, like, have you heard of Green Inferno? No. Okay. A lot of his stuff is, like, very disturbing. Um, okay. There's a lot of, not, like, horror elements, but just, like, sort of intentionally disgusting elements in his film. Okay. Um, that it's sort of, like, like the, the sickening factor, I guess, whatever you want to call that. Perfect for um, Borderlands. <laughs> yeah, which I guess would... That was when I was shocked. That wasn't necessarily me being like, "That's a terrible choice." It's just an interesting choice. Yeah, like, there's somebody. They're making who is, a uh, lot who's of the producer? Like the uh, is it is it Warner Brothers, Disney? Who's the Universal? Do we know any of that? I think, um, I don't even know who yeah. would own that property besides 2K, and I yeah. think that might be a division of Warner Brothers, but I'm not sure. Um, so it's written by Craig Mazin. Who did the HBO series Chernobyl? Oh, so okay, not... interesting. Um, but it, this this article, um, oh Lionsgate Motion Picture Group, I think. Lions- okay, they're the one who announced that Kevin was going to be uh, in Probably. the movie. I think. Okay. okay, so he'll probably yeah. So they'll probably be the ones that are producing it. Eli Eli Roth also did the House with a Clock in the Walls and Death Wish. I didn't know he did the House with a Clock. That's the Jack Black one where. <laughs> It's like a kids movie. What a what a bizarre mix of movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Green Green Inferno is the one where they um it's like a group of kids who are doing like a study abroad thing, like a like a group of college kids who are like, "Oh, we're going to help out this African village." And then they, you know, it's like a very very old African village that are sort of traditional in how they approach day-to-day life and they <laughs> capture them and torture them and like do all this horrible shit to them. Um that sounds so, like a Borderlands mission, so you know what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would definitely fit into that universe. I think the games try and make light of what's happening, like the horrible, you know, all the mutations and all the horrible shit that's going on in that post-apocalyptic world. Mm-hmm. But it would be interesting to see, like, a darker side of that, you know, like them to sort of uh, 
whatever you want, like Blade Runner it, I guess, where it's just like the grimier side of, you know, what yeah. something like that could look like. Uh, that might be interesting. And to think... pivot off of that, I was going to say, um, and I don't know if I like Kevin Hart as a choice for Roland, kind of oh. based off of the fact that it's supposed to be kind of gritty like that. I, Kevin Hart is he's really funny, but I just to me I don't I don't see that fitting in with Eli Roth so far based off what you guys have told me he's he's done. And if he, if you're going for gritty and dark, I feel like Kevin Hart doesn't fit that very well. So um, Kevin Hart as Roland, I, I think is an interesting choice. I won't say bad, but I'll say interesting <laughs> because Roland is like this tall, muscular. Like, That's all I had to say. Tall soldier. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of wanted to be kind of realistic, so he's taller. <laughs> Kevin's not, but he's he's a soldier, very serious type. And right. there's a lot like you could have cast Kevin Hart in a lot of different characters that are more funny. It could have been Claptrap, and it would have been hilarious. Yeah, Claptrap would have been a, a perfect fit. I guess they have a different vision for it, though. I guess I don't know, but he's just a very serious soldier, and I don't know if we're, we're assuming that Kevin Hart's playing a funny role. Because that's what he does. Yeah. Um. I know he, he could does slay, but as a not funny role. But just off of my head, I, I just I I I don't think I've seen him in a serious role. And not it's... necessarily that Borderlands is going to be serious, but yeah, I, he's his... playing a serious character. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you bring that up because the one I was actually just talking about this earlier with uh, somebody else, but the the first time I saw Kevin Hart in a serious role was a movie called The Upside, which came out two years ago i think it was in like late 2019 um and it's it's first of all it's terrible but it's brian cranston uh playing a quadriplegic and then kevin hart has to like take care of him and the role is supposed to be kind of serious because kevin hart sort of gets this job by accident but he's sort of like this down on his luck guy and you know he's not able to like see his kids and uh you know he he's I think he was like in jail or, or there's something preventing him from getting like normal work in the context of the movie. But he was he put- in jail, I think. And he has to do interviews uh, for like his parole. Have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen that. And I've also seen the original, which is way better. Uh, it's a French movie called the untouchables. Oh, okay. So then, yeah. So you know exactly what I'm talking about when I'm going to say he was not cast well in that role at all. Cause he, no. he tries it- to like make turn it into like a big comedy and the movie isn't supposed to be funny, but like the jokes that are there aren't because the movie's pretty poorly written to begin with. But his weird interjections of comedy don't work, and I'm worried that that's gonna kind of gonna be the same feeling with uh, this Borderlands role. There is a little comedy in the French version, but it, Kevin Hart kind of ru- ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it, he's also in. Um, Kevin Hart's also in Fatherhood, which hasn't come out yet, but it's supposed to be more of a drama, serious role. So I'm definitely going to check that out just to see how he does in that. And maybe that'll skew how I view the Borderlands movie, because I don't know if there's a release date yet for that, but it's definitely coming out It'd be a while definitely now. Yeah, they've only got two people. It. Yeah, two people yeah. are cast right now. Yeah, it'll probably be like 20, late 2022, early 2023. I think Fatherhood comes out this year so okay well that'll be an interesting thing to see because he will have just done that and if he's coming off the heels of that and he's good in it then maybe that would be a good chance for him to sort of explore and but i mean the character of roland isn't all serious like there's moments when you're playing the game like because that's that's kind of what you play generally if you're doing like a solo run through is you Mm want to have like the turret guy but like he'll get a headshot and he'll be like critical bitch and like like he'll do like kind of funny stuff so you know, I'm wondering if uh, I don't know if you guys can hear that right now. Is that super loud? <laughs> yeah. What is that? Sounds like a vacuum, I think. There's construction going on in the bathroom, so I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. The, At the prime the time of 8:30. <laughs> yeah, the perfect time to do it. Luckily, you don't have neighbors. Yeah, that's true. It's just like the. <laughs> it's so loud, dude. <laughs> Scotter, do you mind? Do we want to cut that? I can, or, yeah, if we want to cut right here, I can move somewhere else and then do it. Is that cool with you guys? Yeah, we can yeah. take a quick. Hey, everybody. Sorry about that. We're back uh, <laughs> after some some technical difficulties, some delays. I'm now sitting here in my garage. Uh, hopefully, you guys can't hear the saw sound again. But uh, yeah, what, what the fuck were we talking about? 
we're talking about Kevin Hart and Borderlands. Okay. I feel like I was building up to some kind of point, and now I don't remember what it was. But I don't know. I, I, I think generally what I was saying was that there are moments where Roland is funny. Kevin Hart could fit that. I still don't think he's a great fit. Uh, Bring in the guy from Tenet instead. Boom. Yes. Yeah. That's 100%. actually a really good decision. I think that might be a little expensive. So don't think the budget for this Borderlands movie is too big. <laughs> But Kevin Hart I thought is more expensive. A... <laughs> I don't think so. I don't is high he? budget. Kevin Hart is like one of the most high paid actors in Hollywood. Oh. He's up there with The Rock. I feel like Kevin Hart's definitely more expensive than John David Washington. Yeah, John David Washington's been in like two movies. Oh. He's used to that football money though, for sure. <laughs> he played for the what the Rams, I think. The Rams, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's cool. Well, I think uh I'm I'm excited for this movie i think it could be one of the best video game movie adaptations ever or it could be one of the worst i don't know which way it's gonna go <laughs> um but I, also the one thing about borderlands that that really carries it is its writing so i think the writing of this movie is going to depend like on how it performs a lot right and I really hope that the original voice actors get some sort of role in there, whether it's not a, little, a cameo or something like that. Um, I was lucky enough to get to see a lot of the uh, Borderlands uh, original cast at a, a, a convention that I went to. And they did like a voice actors after dark where they all were drinking and acting like themselves in character. Uh, and they, you could tell that like, they really enjoyed their roles that they were in, that they got into character. The fact that they were completely off script drinking and having fun with it and uh uh for them to be able to I, I don't even know if they were even in the conversation to be able to play in the movie um but i hope they at least get some sort of cameo role to you know keep it uh, nice towards them the only one that we're not getting is claptrap because <laughs> he yeah. he got fired from the actual game for i don't even remember what it was but he got let go for some reason or another i don't remember what it was either I remember he was mad at them that like he felt like it was undeserved, but I, they brought in somebody else. And I guess if I had to choose, though, I would say just because he's been so many like robot, like small parts in a bunch of different movies. But Bill Hader would be an awesome claptrap. <laughs> I think, I, think uh, that would be cool. I like Alan Tudyk. Cause he's also one of those guys who does like he could change his voice so much. Alan Tudyk would be a great choice, too. Yeah, he's, he's probably uh, less expensive, too. He's what K2SO. He's uh, Sonny. Yeah, Sonny from uh, um, iRobot. Yeah. Great movie. Very underrated movie. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. <laughs> also, very underrated movie. Hmm. Uh, yeah, the Lilith one, I think, might be. I don't know. Because if, if I hadn't seen Thor Ragnarok, I would say it's a really bad choice. But Kate Blanchett kind of nailed the the goth sort of weird aesthetic. Like I may not have loved her character, but she, she pulled off the look well, so she might be able to do yeah. something with Lilith. I just, I always pictured her as like somebody who's a little bit younger. Yeah. Just, yeah. just, just be Haley Williams, please. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Uh, Lilith is 30 in the game. I think Kate Blanchett's like in her fifties, early fifties. So it's a little bit different, but I, I think with makeup, you can probably fix it a little bit. Yeah, like I mean, Tobey Maguire still... being in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if he can be in high school, then she can do whatever she wants. But yeah, do you guys? Yeah. All right, I'll, something I'll just turned on back there. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was the saw. No, that was like something electronic just turned on behind me. You might get murdered tonight. It's okay. All right. You guys are looking more at my screen. Let me know if someone comes up behind me. Like, just give me a, like a, a two second heads up. So All right. Be prepared. This is the sketchiest you, episode we've. <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, my God. It's a mess. Do you know what is murder? Hmm. What Xbox Live was going to charge us for, uh, or what Microsoft was going to charge us for Xbox Live. Oh, the segue, Chris. I love it. <laughs> All right. Should I give, should we go through the whole thing? Because it's not really that long of a story. I feel like we can kind of catch people up. Yeah, it's really not. It's, it, it kind of took place over like one day this week. <laughs> no, yeah, it was literally less than 24 hours. So for, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Microsoft decided to increase the price of Xbox Live. So if you were paying $60 per year, if you had like that yearly 
contract with them to, to just re-up every single time it was over, then you would pay $60 for a year of Xbox Live. Um, if you were doing, I think if you were doing month to month or if you were doing the, um, the three-month thing, then it equated about $120. And what they were going to do is make it so that no matter which plan you picked, it would cost $120. So even if you did the yearly one, it would go from 60 to 120. And they did this without, you know, adding any new features, without um, updating their service at all. They were just like, oh, you know, th th their excuse was basically that it's high time for us to do this because we've never increased the price of Xbox since we started with the original Xbox, which, I mean, not to get too biased right away, but is a bullshit excuse <laughs> for just <laughs> dicking over the entire customer base. And people were understandably pissed and, you know, they went to Twitter and, and just bombarded Microsoft with like, this is ridiculous. You know, we're all leaving. We're all going to Sony if this sticks. And less than a day later, Microsoft put out a, a our bad tweet and decided to, you know, retroactively go back on everything that they had done before. So it's like nothing happened at this point. Um, there really isn't a news story here, but I just think this is super interesting because I want to I get your guys' opinion on what you think microsoft was thinking when they made this decision like what i don't know how that could have gone through their minds have been like oh yeah no this is a great idea of charging people more they're gonna love it so i'm gonna share real quick i just typed this out in excel so this is what you paid before i should have um i should have denominated this is the uh the dollars so you paid this was before so for a month you paid 10 for three months you paid 25 six was 40 12 was 60 and so this is how many months that would cost if you're going month to month so like there's a discount here, right? So three months is, if you're going by like the one month cost is actually you're only paying for like two and a half months and you get like half a month free, right? Same thing with like the year, like you're paying for basically half a year, but you get the whole year if you buy in bulk. And then you come down here and you see like, it's pretty much on par that you're paying 10 bucks a month, no matter what your, what plan, I guess, or what, if you buy in bulk or not. Okay, so so the only way you could get to 120 before is if you had the uh, if you did the one month plan, right? So if you were on the one month plan, um, you would you would basically be paying 120 dollars, and that's what this is doing is it's it's removing any incentive to buy in bulk because you're basically like one month here, you, three months you're getting three months, six months you're getting six months, twelve months you're getting twelve months. There's no like here you get you're only paying for half a year basically so yeah let's 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 get into our thoughts on it i don't know anyone who went month to month beforehand though so there's probably a very I, small player base that was doing 120 dollars a month and they were like oh well let, i'm gonna throw i'm gonna go out on a limb let's say it's 20 percent. that's not right but let's just say for you know in this case it is they're like oh only 20 percent of people are playing are paying the 120 dollars like this is bullshit. We want everybody to pay $120. Right. But you know, when you, I think when you do something like this, when you dick everyone over it, there has to be something that you get in return. So YouTube, when they started doing ads, they were like, it's going to be faster. There's going to be HD YouTube. Um, you're going to be able to download video, like certain videos the creators want you to, but there's going to be ads. It's still free, but there's going to be ads. So the sting wasn't as bad because you're like, well, at least I get all these new services. The thing with Xbox is that they didn't do anything. Yeah. There's no like yeah. new game service. There's no, oh, you get even more free games now with gold. Like it's exactly the same. And they were just like, nope, we're going to increase the price. So I actually pay month to month at the $10 rate. I don't buy in bulk. So this um, wouldn't have affected you at all, really. <laughs> it wouldn't have. And it actually, it, it actually made me think about how I'm it, it, to Microsoft. I mean, I'm, I'm one person, but, you know, it actually made me think about how I pay for this. And it makes me think, like, should I switch to a year or when I get the PS5, should I just cancel Xbox Live for a month and, like, save the money? You know, it, it really put a bad taste in my mouth, you know? Yeah. I, I do like that they were, thank God they were able to be cyber bullied into uh, doing reversing it. And they did actually, uh, the weirdest thing was they added something new after, during the reverse. So when they first announced that there was going to be nothing new except for, hey, guess what? 60 more dollars biatch yep um but when they reversed it they said oh and by the way you can now play free-to-play games without gold and i thought that was interesting that was like why did you have to get cyber bullied into doing that 
like that should have been in your first announcement. It, it people still would have been mad, but like, why was that on the table in the first place? And you waited until the reverse to put that up. So now, I guess now you can play Fortnite without uh, a gold subscription. Let's let's also make something clear up front as well. All of these online services, PlayStation, uh, Nintendo, Xbox, they should all be free. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So Fr- from the more. get-go, they should be free. It's ridiculous that that it costs money <laughs> for you to play games that you own. That's absolutely absurd. It's been absurd for two decades now. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they were thinking about doubling the price of it makes yeah. me laugh even harder. And, and I want to talk about how stupid like doubling it was. What they should have done is said, "Hey, so like it's usually a year a year of gold or a year of PlayStation Plus costs about as much as a AAA game. 60 bucks uh, for a game, 60 bucks for a year." Uh, you know, basically it's how I usually do it in my head basically. Right. With the new systems, games are probably going to go up to $70 pretty soon here make it go up to 70 you're going to get a little bit a little bit of a bump in your margin people are going to groan a little bit but at least you'll have a little bit of reasoning behind it uh but for the most part you don't get bullied by the internet for being an absolute greedy fuck (laughs) yeah one of the things that i thought about was the discussion that we had about going from 60 to 70 and how i brought up inflation and how really 60 dollars games in 2005 would cost 80 dollars today and you know, they were kind of adjusting the one month for inflation. Um, and if they were doing that, that's fine. Like, I don't I don't mind paying a little bit more because time has gone on and inflation has risen. But this is just, you're completely taking away the bulk discount. And I don't know if they did like, uh, like a cost analysis, like, well, we're going to get some negative feedback from this, but is it really that bad if we can squeeze an extra $60 out of people? You know, I, I think it's also that they're trying to say, oh, well, now if you spend just like one or two more dollars more than that, you get Game Pass. Uh, so I think it was a big push towards Game Pass, too, to say, because uh, what Game Pass is 12 uh, for regular, 14 for Ultimate, I think. Uh, so like, oh, man, I mean, just for like, Super size 20, 20 more bucks, you could get Game Pass. Maybe well, the reason instead, you know, the reason this is happening in general, the reason the price increase they try to do it is because I guarantee you something is wrong with Game Pass uh, financially. Like they have to not be making money on this thing. And it, there's an interesting article that came out a couple months ago where PlayStation said the Microsoft model isn't sustainable. Um, and it's not just because we're a smaller company, but it's just because setting up a service like that for that cheap uh, isn't financially viable. You run into the movie pass thing. It's literally the same exact reason why movie pass is dead right now, <laughs> because you tried to get all these movies to get on board. You try to get all these theaters to get on board and you're, you know, giving away these tickets for nothing basically. And you're not seeing any return on it. And eventually you're just going to stop making money. And that's what happened. And that's why MoviePass is no longer a thing. So it's even harder for Microsoft because Game Pass has become their flagship service for Xbox Live. It's the one thing they've put all their eggs into, into that, you know, online digital basket. And if it is failing, which I think it is, I don't know how they're going to roll that back. I don't know how now they're going to say, hey, we can't do this anymore. (laughs) Well, I was going to say what they've been doing too, uh, uh, as opposed to Movie Pass, where their plan was to uh, um, try and, you know, talk the movie people into giving them a cheaper discount or, you know, whatever the hell their terrible game plan was. Uh, Microsoft uh, has been either like all, all of their developed games are what's on Game Pass or the studios that they're buying are going on Game Pass. So at least they're kind of building in sustainability into it to where they're not paying as much overhead um, to rent the license. So like, you know, uh, when they uh, had uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 on there, they had, I'm sure, had to pay Rockstar a pretty penny to have Grand Theft Auto 5 on the uh, uh, Game Pass. But when it's, you know, uh, one of their Microsoft Studio games like uh, Minecraft, you don't have to pay any overhead for that. And besides just paying for your developers, the rest is overhead. Uh, like the rest goes to your pocket, basically. So at least with Game Pass, they seem to have sustainability built in there. But uh, 
yeah, it's just one of those things that's really tough to start making money on. But the fact that they tried to do this price increase tells me that it's not working out how they thought it was going to. At I, least. I think they wanted it to be a little quicker. And also uh, the terrible decision is with how um, I, I think I uh, talked to you uh, with this, uh, Connor, about how uh, it's the middle of a pandemic and uh, some a lot of people are out of jobs. Uh, there is a shortage on consoles on both sides and you decided during that time where people are still trying to flip a coin and decide which one to go with that you're going to make your service more expensive yeah like yeah. <laughs> I, I think that this was a, a suits decision this wasn't uh like like i don't think phil spencer uh or like the the xbox team had as much to do with this as the microsoft suits had to do with it and they're like make it be like double it uh i, I think that this is more on their end it's a corporate decision for sure, but yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah, this this stinks of uh, of just being completely disconnected and uh, knowing how most of the Microsoft team is really, or like the Xbox Microsoft team is really engaged with the community and stuff like that. I really think that this came from above their heads. It does. It definitely doesn't instill a lot of confidence in me for the future of Microsoft, knowing that at any point in time they can be, hey, this is going to double again. If they if they if they tried it now, it will happen again in the future. I promise you. Yeah. This is yeah. not a one-time thing. I I think I mean Microsoft as a company is totally fine. Like they're not going under anytime soon. No. Right. And they can and they can bankroll a lot of stuff like Game Pass, which is nice. But and I don't really utilize Game Pass that much. Um, is is Game Pass too oversaturated with games? Like, I feel like you could just have you could just pay for Game Pass and have like a lot of games and and actually save money. There's a lot of indie garbage on there that they're just oh. like they, they need to fill their library and it's not all good stuff. I mean, there's probably like 10 to 20 games that you're like, oh, I, I would probably play that. And the rest of, you, of it is like, what? What is this? Like, I've <laughs> never heard of this in my entire life. And, you know, I think that was where they were going for like, oh, we have a few good games that are expensive and then we can give these guys, you know, $20 and a McDonald's Happy Meal and they'll let us put their game on here, you know. So it does, like it's more about quantity than it is quality when it comes to Game Pass. Hmm. And they also they have a um, kind of like how Netflix they have like a rotating thing too, where like some of them will go out eventually, some of them will get added on eventually, and stuff like that. And then to help out with those uh, developers, the when a game is about to leave Game Pass, you can uh, buy it for like a fifty percent discount or something like that. So if there's a game that you started playing, you're like, I really enjoyed this. And it's like, damn it, it sucks that it's leaving Game Pass. You can get it for hella cheap. I actually didn't know that. And that is a cool feature. Yeah, sure. it's, um, it reminds me of, um, I think that uh, there's a like a board game bar I used to go to that you could go and play, eat at and play board games. I think you went there with me, Chris. Yeah. And then uh, you can uh, like get a discount off of the board game at the end of your meal. You know, if you, uh, if you played a game, you liked it enough, you get like, 10% off 20% off when you go to uh, check out if you just want to buy the board game you played while you eat that place was a lot of fun <laughs> I, I this almost makes me wonder if like PlayStation was in the war like they were planning on doing something like this and then Microsoft got to it first and then they just like they saw what happened and they literally just took those plans and crumbled them up and threw them in the trash can <laughs> like, but they like, have no. uh, they have the PlayStation whatever the hell theirs is called right PlayStation now no 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 they do have that. I meant the price hike. Like they were planning oh, on increasing oh. the price, and then they were like, uh, "Yeah, we're not doing that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's probably exactly what happened. That you, because uh, you know that like one has an informant on the other. Like you know that they're basically giving each other each other's information the whole time. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. In some, in some way or another, something leaks to the other one, and now they're just trying to figure out who's going to be the first to jump. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, speaking of uh, companies that <laughs> started out doing well and <laughs> get there, <laughs> I don't know. We're going to talk about GameStop. I don't have anything clever. <laughs> this GameStop leave the, leave won't the segues stop. to me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Speaking of companies that were doing well and are now doing phenomenal, yeah. <laughs> Well, like companies um, speaking, that were about to go bankrupt and then now are worth $350 a share. Yeah. yeah so, speaking, Chris, you definitely know more about this than I do. So, do you want to kind of give a little bit of backstory about what's been happening with their stock in general? Uh, yeah. So, this is this applies a little bit to AMCs as well, but not not to, to 
the degree of GameStop. Um, basically, GameStop, their share price about, I don't know, a week or two ago, uh, it was like 19, 20 bucks. And before that, it was, yep. it was like, it was like $5. Like if you go a couple months back, um, which is, you know, it's GameStop. And a lot of people thought GameStop was going to go out of business. And we actually had a discussion about it like not That's too long one ago. One of my first episodes. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I guess the guys over at Wall Street heard us. They listened to this podcast, which is nice. And shout uh, out SEC. <laughs> yeah, shout out to SEC. And um, uh, they started shorting GameStop's stock, which is, you know, they're basically borrowing shares and selling it at $5, hoping that it goes to zero. That way they don't have to buy their shares back or they buy it back technically at zero dollars um, because that's how shorting works. You borrow and sell a share now and hope the company fails and the share price goes down so that when you buy it back, it's cheaper than what you sold it for and you make a profit. Well, they oversold their share or they, they, they shorted more than there was shares. And so uh, somebody on Reddit on Wall Street Bets found that out and they said, look, we can drive this price up and there's nothing they can do about it because they shorted so much. And so the aggregate of Redditors just went and started buying a ton of GameStop, GameStop stock. And GameStop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, GameStop. And uh, so it's, it, yeah, it spiked to something crazy, like $350. Say, um, 347 so, was the peak today yeah, close, so, close of today yeah so like these hedge fund guys they they bought it or they sold it they borrowed and sold at 20 and now when they have to buy back they have to buy back at 350 so they're losing like 330 a share which is insane per person that has like yeah, per, per share and per everybody share. who has yeah. a share yeah so the their losses and that's the thing about shorting is you know if you buy like like if you're if you're just trying to invest in GameStop at five dollars, you put five dollars in, get one share. If it goes under, you're out five bucks. You can only lose as much as you put in. But with shorting, you can only lose as much as the company does well. And if that company does extremely well, like <laughs> infinitely well, you could your your losses just continue yeah. to pile up, and that's what we're seeing. So they're at like what two point five billion losses right now. If, uh, last yeah. I remember, which uh, which is reading about, and it's obviously still going up. Yeah, it's a drop in the bucket of like what hedge fund managers actually do and, and all these investment companies do, but it proves kind of a point where like they were trying to be greedy and, and just short a ton and they got caught on it and Reddit found out because <laughs> yeah. you can see, you can see all that stuff. Like there's like information available about the stock market. So they found out and yeah. So uh, Joey, you mentioned there's some guy who's making, who has like a ton of these shares yeah, so uh, uh, I've, I've I've perused on Wall Street bets for basically as long as I had read it. I remember reading about it, and it's a bunch of memes and all that kind of stuff. They always joke about putting getting stock so they can buy attendees and stuff like that. Like they're just a bunch of memers who are just making stupid bets for a crap ton of money. And uh, there was or, a guy or losing a crap ton of money, or losing, that, which that is more likely too. in that subreddit most <laughs> usually. Yeah. Uh, but this is just the once in a lifetime where it's going the the wrong way. <laughs> um but so uh there was a post back in 2019 uh by a guy with a username deep fucking value um and he said um he's basically said i'm gonna put fifty thousand dollars on gamestop when it was you know it was worth five bucks or whatever right around then and he said by april uh he he bought an option um so he said was it by april 2021 it's going to reach $12, which was going to be more than doubling it. And if you look at the history of GameStop, it had never even like, like it hadn't hit $12 since it like was in its like peak back when we were younger. So he got it for really, really cheap. And then this happened. And how much, how much does he have? <laughs> uh, so when he posted today, his update, he was up to $47 million is how much that's worth. So he turned $50,000 into $47 million and it's still going up and it will probably keep going up saying this week. A lot of those shorts have to get cashed in by Friday. By Friday, yeah. Um, so there's a really good chance that uh, I've, there's been talks about trying to get GameStop 
stocks up to a thousand dollars per share, which is Amazon. Like Amazon is at yeah. that much for reference. And this is just a game store that almost died a month ago. I put I put those two companies on the same level, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. And uh, they're doing just as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean, it's come to the point. It made it's made international news. Uh, AOC and Bernie Sanders have been tweeting about it and stuff like that. Like uh, it was the most uh, sold stock in the world yesterday. I believe My wife he, and Bernie Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> I believe and, the uh, SEC is looking into it. Yeah, wow. they're uh, they're actually trying to investigate Wall Street bets because they were talking about if it's manipulation. They're like, no, it's just they no, like. It, the I like people... the thought the manipulation has actually been happening on the hedge fund side. Right, I've been learning about it to where uh, they set up bots uh, to buy the the stock and then sell it at a lower price than it's worth to try and force the stock to go down so they could save their own ass and obviously it's not working and they also tried to create bots to start posting on the wall street bets reddit to say oh you guys should sell now you know uh because basically as soon as the reddit goes to sell it'll plummet back down again uh, but as long as they hold it's going to keep going up because there's more demand than there is supply. I got I bills. It, I would sell. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Christ. If, if I was, I don't if have I was, the balls to do what they're doing. It, yeah. it, as soon as my account hits a milli, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Done. I was, was to say, uh, is, the guy who has like 47 million, he could sell like a couple, you know, make, make a cool milli, see what happens. If it goes back down to five bucks. I know at, at know, one point but, he sold out enough. To, he sold out, uh, some of them, so he got seven hundred thousand, and then he just reinvested the seven hundred thousand back into GameStop for this exact same position. Oh, okay. And it's still going up. So he started with fifty three, profited off of that a little bit, switched it up to where he put seven hundred thousand in f- from his own profits from that, and now it's where it's at. I'm almost wondering if I should still like buy a stock. I don't <laughs> think so. I think it's too volatile. Uh, I, uh, I, the, the other ones that they've been talking about, like Chris mentioned earlier was AMC and BlackBerry are the two that are also, uh, kind of in the same position where there's a lot of shorts for it. I actually put, uh, uh, a couple, I put, uh, 40 bucks in each of those. And I was like, at the end of the day, I'll either lose like 80 bucks or I'm going to be, you know, getting some free lunch. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it probably won't get GameStop crazy, but it'll yeah. definitely, I think go up a little bit more. Oh, I never, also, never put uh, more in than you're willing to lose, you know. Right. And I was like, yeah. you know what? I, 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 it's been something I've been looking at for a while. But I've been trying to like uh, read about it, watch videos about it, and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm gonna give it a shot and see if I get rich. You know what? <laughs> this is uh, this is exclusively for this type of scenario. I would always suggest to you know, you know, put into your an IRA or you know, oh, match yeah. index funds, all that stuff, all the conservative investing, but. With this stuff, I, I think it's too volatile. Like, I think it's gonna crash soon. Like, it's like big, when Bitcoin craze was, you know, two years ago or whatever, and people were like, "Oh, should I buy now?" And it's like already spiked. Like, no, you should have bought before the spike. But yeah. yeah, it's still gonna go up though. I mean, over like it's not gonna crash in the next like day or two. It'll still be going up for at least a couple days. So, and again, it, it's too late. But you know, and I want to say too. Uh, so uh, all the the you know rich people that are a bit more meme like elon musk has also been he he tweeted uh, the wall street bets subreddit out and basically just put up a little uh like a little moon and rocket ship logo like the, the uh skyrocketing and uh he actually said uh, he put up a tweet today which uh made me laugh super hard and it said uh if gamestop hits a thousand dollars i will put their logo on my next rocket ship that's pretty cool and i was like I just want that to happen now. I, I have can't. no, I have no financial interest in GameStop. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, I just uh, have been watching it unfold, and uh, I just really want to see that go. Like literally, see GameStop go to the moon would be hilarious. Well, that was something I wanted to mention too, which I don't really, you know, have the editing chops to put it up here, or else I would post our Facebook conversation. But back in uh, in September, you and I had discussed buying GameStop stock when it was at two dollars. <laughs> yep. We're like, we're just like, like, oh, it'll, it'll go like, back up. It'll live. Yeah, or, I was like, or we'll lose like two dollars, and then, and we, and I was actually genuinely planning on doing it, but like I couldn't access my Robinhood account because I just forgot the password, and I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't feel like doing this right now. And, uh, <laughs> and man, was that a fucking mistake? Yeah. From that point, it's gone up uh, three thousand percent. Yeah. So yeah, we uh we looked at the math, and uh, 
like Joe, if you put in 40 bucks that uh, back when it was five bucks a share, just five bucks a share, uh, you'd, you'd have just under $3,000. Yeah, which is absolutely which, insane. Which is in stock and is totally volatile and can go up or down. You right. Know? So, but, uh, but yeah, if you sold out right now, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Also, well, that's... Uh, they uh, they hired uh, the guy from Chewy. Would great call Connor? Yeah, so he he came on as uh, somebody in upper management. I'm not sure exactly what his position is, but he came on uh, January 11th, I believe, and that was the point where the stock hit like 30 or 40 dollars. So I'm not crediting his joining of the company to what's happening right now <laughs> to it. You know, I, I bet he is. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. bet he is. Absolutely. Dude, his performance review, he's going to be just slapping his meat down yeah. and be like, listen, guys. I, I just bring in a, a stock market, like the, the chart of the yeah. ticker for GameStop and just be like, that's like, look at this. But he's basically, you know, an, an e-commerce giant with Chewy.com, which Chris informed me, I didn't know, but it's a pet store. Uh, an yeah, online pet an store. online pet store. And you know, I think this going back to episode one, which you were also on, Joey, I think this goes back to what we were talking about, where GameStop is going to move in the direction of either being an all digital game store where you can only purchase things online or it'll be more like a Steam type thing where it is like strictly digital games that, that you know, hold their value based on their own uh, marketplace, kind of like, again, like what Steam does. So that's definitely the direction that they're moving in. And that's probably why. You know, they saw that and and it raised to like thirty or forty dollars. But this is strictly because of what's happening with yeah. the Reddit community. Yeah. Literally, Reddit is doing this, and it's yeah. fantastic. I kind of wish, you know, I wish they didn't like, like Wall Street and all those guys didn't actually short this, so we could see the change with, um, yeah, like the new guy and see how GameStop's, uh, like plans going forward change. But have now, you guys I mean, been in a GameStop recently? I can't tell you the last time I have. I went in, um, I go fairly frequently now just because it's like, it's one of the few spots that, again, because they don't do a lot of business, nobody's in. And it's nice to just have somewhere to like walk around and, you know, see stuff that I like, video games, do the same thing at the local comic book shop. But what they're doing now at GameStop is uh, very strange because they're getting rid of a lot of the games, like the, the, the actual rows of games. There's probably only like maybe 40 or 50 for each system, which is super low. And they installed a bunch of TVs everywhere um, that look like eventually they might be playable. Like they'll have like the demo things that come back or maybe even when COVID's over, they're going to start hosting uh, like hosting tournaments and making it feel more like a comic book shop. So if that's where they're going with the brick and mortar, I think that's really interesting. Yeah. And I think we mentioned that on my first episode too, about they need to kind of revolutionize into being kind of like a, like a restaurant hangout area type thing that sells games uh, rather than just being a game store or a game and merchandise store. Yeah. And now it seems like that's going to be secondary to what they're, they're trying to do. But if you guys get the chance, go into any GameStop near you right now. And I guarantee you it'll have all those TVs. So we'll see, we'll see where that goes. But uh, yeah, I think this is, this might be a story that we come back to uh, maybe next week when it kind of develops or, ends i guess <laughs> I, I i think it'll end by next week um friday is going to be interesting friday is going to be yeah really friday's the day to watch it um i think GameStop to the moon <laughs> yeah. yeah so just, watch this just, podcast and then check it out i just want yeah. it to touch 1000 just so i can see the GameStop logo on a on a rocket ship because that'd be amazing yeah I, I i i i don't i won't make a prediction on if it'll go to a thousand or not um <laughs> Because you know what, if you told me GameStop stock was at three fifty a week ago, I would have laughed laugh. in your face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But all right, well, yeah. do we want to move on to the uh, my new favorite thing that we do here, <laughs> which is the tier list? Oh, you're right. I forgot we were doing that. Yeah, so we're gonna do another tier list today, guys. We had a lot of fun. I don't know if anybody who's listening t- joined in on the. Uh, 13th episode i believe 12th it was. episode uh, something like that we yeah. did we did a tier list for fast food chicken places and uh because we have uh one of our resident star wars experts on you've got my star wars shirt on oh yeah look at that perfect this is literally Boom. the perfect uh perfect shirt for this but we're gonna do that and uh so it's, it's basically you and joey burt like anytime you guys are on we always <laughs> talk about yeah, star wars. at least a touch of it i like it yeah, yeah. we get a hint so we're gonna do a tier system for 
I think it's all of the Star Wars movies, including the spinoff ones. Yeah, um, there's Solo here. So the only one that isn't on here is the animated 3D Clone Wars. Um, but everything else, all the live action stuff is on here. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. obvious S tier. S for stinky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So S we're gonna do uh, super shitty. We're gonna do our split screen media consensus with Joey. So where do you guys want to start? You want to start with we'll the just, classics? Do you wanna yeah, I was gonna say, do you want to just go down the list or you wanna go like when they from release date? Because we um, can start with the old ones. Let's just go straight down the list. And, okay. And, uh, All right. So let's do that's Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Um, slap that in D. Yeah, let's slap that in D real quick. Okay. <laughs> All right. No explanation. Clone Wars show. A A to S. Clone Wars movie. D. Where would you guys where would you guys put the Mandalorian if that was a, an option? It's a great question. Um for me, it would probably be somewhere between B and A. Mine would be between uh, S and A. I, I was going to solidly say A. A it is. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, there you go. <laughs> um, Empire, Empire S. That's easy. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's, that's, yeah. I think we can all agree on that. Um, This Good. one, this one Do you tough. agree with us here? Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. Okay. It's, it's, in my opinion, it's the second best Star Wars. I know that's a pretty controversial thing, and we'll get to that in a little bit here, but it's still S tier. It's still, like, obviously one of the best. <laughs> Um, this one is tough because I think Force Awakens, depending on what mood I'm in, could really go anywhere on this list. (laughs) Okay. But if I, if I had to choose, I would say it's probably between like B and C, but I'm more favoring B. That I would say between B and C and I'm not really favoring either. I I think wherever A New Hope goes, it goes because it's the same fucking movie. (laughs) Uh, But I agree. uh, I would also say between B and C was also what I was looking at. I'm not sure if we want to be kind or mean to it, but why don't we throw it in B for now and then we'll see where everything else ranks. That's what I was saying. Why don't when we rank all of these, we kind of just give it a second look and say, is this valid? Just go ahead and throw that in the garbage. Yeah, yeah I, I almost can we go wanna, beneath. Can we go beneath D? Yeah, I almost want to so, keep it down there as like F tier. Yeah, I, there should be an F tier. Uh, Just like a, down a, here, unranked, <laughs> unranked yeah. garbage. Yeah. So if if we leave it in the bottom at the end of this, you guys know it's F tier. But yeah, that movie is horrible. It's the worst Star Wars movie far and away. There's nothing redeemable about it. It's a horrendous piece of shit. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> We've spent more time on it than we needed to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, a new hope is a for me. I think a is is you know judging if because we're we're kind of comparing it to every other movie. I think it's a very good movie, but I think comparing it is a is a good spot for it. It does not hold up as well as Empire does visually. Um, it's still, I mean, it's a masterclass for 1970s special effects. Don't get me wrong, but like watching it now, it feels a little dated, and I think Empire still looks good which would be like the key difference for me from putting it from S to A. Okay. Phantom Menace. Where do we want to put that one? I think that's a C. <laughs> I, know that you... I think it's a C or a B for me. I would put it, uh, you guys aren't going to like this. I would put it A tier for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, you said B or C, Joey? Yeah. Do you do we want to split the difference and say B? Because I'm willing to kind of lean on Connor because he he has recommended to rewatch the prequels and he said it's it's better like now, but I think I yeah, it's it's one of those things. I think that movie in particular kind of goes up and down with how people feel about it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not Attack of the Clones where people are like, yeah, it's shitty. Most of that movie's shitty. There's only a few good parts. But the opinion of Phantom Menace changes so much, but I feel like I'm the only person in the world who's always loved Phantom Menace. <laughs> well, I just this... think I've come to appreciate it more having seen the like the sequel trilogy. I think, yeah, yeah, that's very true. Uh, that's how I feel about all the prequels, honestly. Um, <laughs> I think Phantom Menace for all of its goofiness, and there's a lot of goofiness and a lot of stupid shit in that movie. I would never deny that but I think it's paced very well. I think 
aside from like a lot of the side characters, I think the overall story is pretty well written. Um, I think it has a lot of really good Star Wars sequences. You get the battle on Naboo. You get Darth, the Darth Maul fight, obviously. Pod right. racing, which the still music, looks incredible. The Darth Maul fight music. Duel of oh, the Fates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Duel of the Fates, the that best alone, Star Wars song. Like, Duel of the Fates S tier. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would honestly, I don't feel comfortable putting it in B, but if it may, if it pleases everyone else, I'm here for it. <laughs> and like uh, so, uh, to kind of go back on Clone Wars, I wouldn't mind putting it at C exclusively because of the the fight in the arena, the Genosia fight. Like that's one of the to me that's one of the cooler scenes in Star Wars too. All the Jedi and all the clones and all the droids fighting each other at the same time. Oh, you're talking about Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Sorry, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll say uh, just if we wanted to put Last Jedi on the D and then move uh, Attack of the Clones up to a C, I'm cool with that too. Um, I would be okay with that as well. I was we thinking about that. for that sequence alone is amazing. Okay. Uh, yes. Or uh, or Obi Wan and Anakin getting saved by a frog on ketamine. <laughs> All right. Um. See, this is down. where this is where it gets interesting. I would put this in B tier. Because I think <laughs> I think it's better than uh, Attack of the Clones for sure, but Return of the Jedi is good at the beginning and good at the end, and the middle kind of sucks. <laughs> it's a little, it's slow in the middle for sure, but like I, I love how it like wraps up uh, the series. Like I think it, it like it really unfortunately the sequel trilogy kind of ruined it, but like uh, it really wrapped everything up in a nice bow for me, which made me happy. I almost want to jump this up to A. Just based off that we have it ranked with Phantom Menace. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't rightfully put uh, Return of the Jedi not above Phantom Menace. <laughs> I don't think I can. Right next to it. I can't put my seal on this list then, because I genuinely think Phantom Menace is a better movie overall than Last or, uh, Return of the Jedi. Because, like, for you know, 70, 60 to seventy percent of it, it's boring as shit. Nothing happens. <laughs> He goes back to Dagobah and Yoda just dies and he's like, all right, I'm leaving here. And then the Ewoks make C-3PO like a king and there's a bunch of bad comedy and then the end happens, which is good, and the movie's over. Like you get Jabba's palace and you get one of the best space battles in Star Wars, which is at the end, and then the middle is just boring shit. I think that that middle boring shit is still better than Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never understand the hate for Jar Jar, but which uh, we have a Jar Jar surprise probably next podcast, right, Connor? Oh, we do. <laughs> I we don't like that. Do. Please don't ever say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Jar Jar surprise sounds like an Urban Dictionary thing. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it does. Yeah, it does. It really does. So, uh, leave in the comment section what you think. Uh, if you search Jar Jar Surprise on Urban Dictionary, what would the definition be? Uh, Rogue um, One for me. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Rogue One is S tier for me. That is my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Uh, and for me, it's an easy S tier. Yeah, I think... I don't, for me, it's between S and A. If we put it in S, I'd be fine. If we put it in A, I feel fine. Okay. I was thinking more A, but... um. I'm willing to kind of concede a little bit. So just for me, it's just like the whole movie is fantastic to me. The whole action sequences are great. The it, it adds to the universe uh in a not distracting way. Like for me, it just easily and then uh, obviously it has today's special effects and stuff like that. Do you guys really think that Return of the Jedi is as good as Rogue One? Oh my god. Because if we put it in A, that's where it's that's where it's going, and I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I think the problem is, is it's hard to just put it because we only have five rankings, and you're, you're like, well, if these two are next to each other, do you really think they're better than you know? No, I wish yeah. there was one I'm, lower. Because I'm, I'm cool I, with move. If like if we return, if we move return down, I feel like Phantom has to go down to C, <laughs> where it belongs. No, Phantom is definitely better than Attack of the Clones. Yeah. I agree with that too. I agree with that as well. Can we? Do you guys want to put these two together in D, like that? Yeah, so, I, that hurts me a little bit because and, I think that uh, that uh, Attack of the Clones is infinitely better than Last Jedi. No, let's leave it where it is. But I, you have to remember, like, uh, the, this is just grouping. So, like, even though it's 
it's worse than this movie or it's better than this movie it's still in d tier right i guess i just wish there was an f tier so So i don't mind i don't mind keeping attack of the clones in c i'm okay with that how did we we divvy this up do i need to move anything down no no no. move attack back just move attack back and we'll it'll be fine okay uh, the only yeah, the only one I really disagree like if you swap Phantom and Return of the Jedi, I, I think we would be kind of on par. But I know you guys don't want to do that, so let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Um, episode three. Uh, based on where everything else is, I probably put. <laughs> I probably the, put it for all like, the memes. I'd say B tier. I was thinking B as well. I think I'd it's pro- a, I, it's solid. I go B. In the high school, that was my fucking jam. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it could go. Yeah, the the good. lightsaber fight on Mustafar, easily, easily like one of the best uh, fight scenes too. Like, oh, yeah. so good. The visual design and concepts in that movie are great. It's just the plot is super weak. I haven't seen Solo, so. You guys, do you can put out. it down there in D. <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say I like C for it. I, uh, personally, uh, I, it's one of those things where like it adds, uh, it adds stuff to the universe, but in a terrible way. But I really like the setting a lot. Like, I, I love it. It adds a lot to the seedier part of the universe, which I love seeing more of. But then it adds more to Han Solo's character that we didn't need, and I hate that part. <laughs> it is the most unnecessary Star Wars movie I've ever seen. Yeah, so like where Rogue One is like, uh, it's great because it explains, you know, where the plans came from, how they got to R2-D2, like how we got to where we started in New Hope. You didn't have, like, Solo was just, we just wanted to bank off of Solo's popularity. For, so for me, it's it's C, but I'm I'm comfortable leaving it in D2 because it's, it's nowhere near, like, top two i think well the reason i say that is because of what's next i think rise of skywalker is better than solo marginally so you're saying c for for oh oh that's tough i like the parts of the rise of the skywalker where they shit on last jedi and then that's about it i i I liked more of solo than (laughs) i think i liked more of uh, rise of skywalker solo solo committed the worst sin to me which is that it's fucking boring like I, I would rather have a Star Wars movie that's terrible and entertaining than one that's like mediocre and boring. That's fair. And it's definitely I think Rise of Skywalker is definitely terrible and entertaining. It's like a I mean it's it's paced like a fucking Transformers movie. Like it's not good. Yeah. It's not a good film. It's not a good plot. <laughs> it doesn't have good characters, but it just has a lot. Like a lot period. I just wanted um, uh, something that happens in Rebels to come in and uh, erase the whole sequel trilogy. Just just save us from it. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they did do something like that. I don't like this list at all. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much I disagree with on this list. Um, okay, so now that we have kind of a preliminary placement, Connor, what 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 changes? Well, and don't just not, tell me Phantom Menace. No, it's not fair for me to say that because it's all personal. I, I, I was being a little overdramatic. I do think this in general is a good list. I, I agree with a lot of the placement on here. I would definitely move Phantom Menace higher and I would move Return of the Jedi lower. You would swap these two. I would probably swap those two. And yeah, I think I think I again, it's hard because I, I wish there was an F tier because I feel like I would definitely want to differentiate between the terribleness of like rise of skywalker and the last jedi and solo i feel like they could all be tiered out differently Um, well do we want we were talking about using like the unmarked spot so if we were to make that a quote-unquote f tier we could we could also just have 11 tiers and just have this as a ranked list (laughs) (laughs) yeah so if we were to like move last jedi down to where like it isn't set and that's f tier (laughs) yeah if, if we if we move last jedi down I would be comfortable with moving. Oh, I can't. Um, yeah, you can't. But I, w- I would move Rise of Skywalker down next to Solo, and then I would have Last Jedi below that. If that makes sense. Okay. How do you guys feel? Or do you feel like you were... Can uh, Do you guys want to see the community? Yeah. I, yeah, I feel sure. like this is a pretty good list. Um, like I said, I can't speak for Solo, but um, I, I, I can agree with this. I could, I could put my stamp of approval on it. I, I think like the community list is going to be wildly different. 
But it, it, Camila's probably got meme to high hell, and it's just all the prequels are S. But let's see. Oh, I think I saw one that just had that Rise um, of the Skywalker is S is what it says on that one. So that's another um, for me. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is so this is the community one. So they have oh, they have uh Last Jedi B. With uh with Phantom Menace as well. That's where we had it. What the this list sucks. <laughs> this is the this is based on the community. So just all the originals are S. And I mean, like, I, don't, I don't agree with this one. I definitely don't agree with that one. Um, it's just, yeah, that, I, I, I tell you, that's just for the memes, man. Like That's true. I, I did jokingly put, put this up here, I think, for the memes. <laughs> I feel like we have to, like, I can't believe they put Last Jedi above Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> that's the, I think that's the part that hurts me the most. Like, this list is, like, it's serviceable. If you switch those two, <laughs> it really does. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, Return of the Jedi is not S tier in anyone's list. I don't think <laughs> that's very. Yeah, I, I don't know if I put that as S. I still like it. Like, I think the best part about it is like watching it just kind of makes me happy. And even if it is slow on the parts, like the beginning sucks me in, and the end leaves me like super happy at the end. And like at the end of the day, like that's. That's what I needed at the end of my Star Wars trilogy. That that nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. You got the redemption arc of Vader, all that kind of stuff. Like it wrapped up all the stories I wanted it to wrap up in a nice, polite bow. So yeah. maybe that's why I'm a little bit more rose. I might be a little rose colored on uh, Return of the Jedi, like you are with uh, uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah, and that's that's totally true. I mean, there's there's obviously a, a massive amount of bias that goes into you, you've watched that like thirty times when you stayed at your dad's house. So oh, more than that. I've seen this movie hundreds of times at this point. Like every single weekend for my entire life for like three years, I watched that movie. <laughs> um, it, yeah, and it's one of those things too. I think you know over the years, your people's tastes change, or like you know what you find interesting in a Star Wars movie can change. And they also got rid of Yup Yup, which was the best Star Wars song. <laughs> and that's unacceptable. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Connor, we, we are at about time. Just at about time? Yeah. Okay. Are we like a little over? We're a couple minutes over, I believe. A couple minutes over. Okay. Well, this is probably a good time to good time to wind things down. Um, sorry to everyone watching. This episode was so chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Thank you again for watching. Thanks for sticking with us. We really appreciate it. 15 episodes feels like it's flown by. Um, Were y'all still doing the recommendations that you mentioned earlier? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Shit. <laughs> Joey knows this You are prepared. <laughs> and we didn't do them last week. We apologize. Prepared. For I got I got invited on three minutes before recording. <laughs> yeah, we're very yeah. professional here. We we like to plan things ahead. Uh, yeah, and unfortunately, that's why we don't have a mystery topic this week either. But we figure <laughs> the cheer list can kind of make up. That, that was a fill-in. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a fill in mystery. We we didn't know how we would all place it. That was a mystery. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have? Uh, do you want me to go first for recommendations? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was eating Nerds candy earlier, and they have like these giant Nerds that are chewy, um, and those are really good. But the ones that I really like, which are my weekly recommendation, are it's like Nerds rope, but it's bite sized pieces. So. They have like the the gooey stuff in the middle, and then it's a bunch of them, a bunch of nerds surrounding it on a clump, and then they put like eight hundred thousand of them in a bag, and it's incredible. Like that, if you guys haven't tried that, it literally just tastes like mini nerds rope. It's awesome. I think one of my tongue just fell out hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds delicious. Nerds ropes are amazing. Oh yeah, the best. Uh, for my recommendation, I don't really have much but um i did watch the uh the documentary on john mcafee uh because he lived i don't know if you guys know about this there's like a documentary about his whole crazy life he like went to belize and like all this shit it's kind of an interesting watch but it's kind of slow so my recommendation is not to watch that movie uh watch like a 10 minute youtube summary of it uh, and get the story because <laughs> the story is really interesting the documentary just takes forever to get through so my recommendation, watch like a 10, 15 minute YouTube essay on John McAfee's life. I don't I don't know who that is. <laughs> he created McAfee's uh, antivirus software. 
that will oh, come okay. from like every computer. I can't but believe he, he has an interesting life after creating he, an antivirus <laughs> yeah, software. Yeah, he does. You gotta, you gotta. It, it's it's pretty surprising. Um, but he, yeah, guy's kind of fucked up. But uh, I figured it was the guy who made the software because that's a pretty uncommon name. But <laughs> I was like, maybe he could be some. I don't know. He could be like some kind of Pat McAfee, being rock right? star. That... I was about to say the same thing as Pat McAfee, the old Colts punter. It's the only other yeah. one I could think of. Uh, I'd, yes, I'd recommend. I'd recommend his podcast too. Uh, of course, there's only one podcast that you should be listening to. So, uh, do I get a recommendation too? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, quite recently, uh, I have been uh, playing a game that's on Game Pass, one of those indie garbage games, but I've gotten completely sucked into it. And I've been having a ton of fun on it. It's called uh, My Time at Porsche. Um, it's kind of like a, I'm not sure if you guys have ever heard of or played a game like uh, Stardew Valley. Um, so it's kind of like uh, farming, interacting with villagers, mining, combat, all that kind of stuff. It's just kind of like a, it's like a more peaceful RPG almost, where you get you get your house, you get your home front, and all that kind of stuff. But you can also go like fight stuff. And uh, I've been completely sucked into it. It's been there's like every time I think I've gotten to like a point where I feel like I've got a good grasp on it, there's, there's some new mechanic comes in. Like, I have only been in one part of the map so far, and then, like, right now I'm working on building a bridge so I can go to a whole different city, and I'm like, that's insane to me. I've been playing this quite a bit, and there's still apparently five cities throughout the whole game. Uh, So, uh, if you like uh, RPGs that are uh, a a little easier to swallow for uh, more casual gamers, I would highly recommend it. And and Porsche is spelled P-O-R-T-I-A? Yeah. Okay. Portia. Portia. Yeah, it, when I I kept calling it Portia, then they said it in the game. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like it's like when I was reading Harry Potter as a kid, and I thought it was Hermione until I saw the Hermione. movie. <laughs> <laughs> that must have blown your mind as a kid. <laughs> well, they said it was Hermione. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, who? I think I also uh, also read it wrong because I remember talking to somebody about it. Maybe my aunt or somebody, and like, oh, it's pronounced this way. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, there's a lot of crazy names in Harry Potter, so it's pretty easy to like mispronounce them in your head, and then just have that going forward as you're reading it until, you know, whatever, Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone, if you're dirty, uh, until that came out in theaters, and you're like, oh shit, all right, well, there you go. Um, on that wonderful note, <laughs> we'd like to thank you all for again, you know. Sticking with us, watching every week, no matter how you do it, audio, video, however you guys feel like getting your split screen media content. Uh, yeah, we hope that, uh, you know, again, comment if you guys have any suggestions for the future, if you guys want to see anybody on or you want to be on. Um, and know, what email the Jar Jar surprise. Yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll get a Jar Jar surprise in your email. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> I hope so. Um, yeah, I, like definitely like our social medias too, because we, yeah, we post good stuff and nobody likes them. So I will really say uh, on our follow our social media, especially if you're an audio listener, because we'll post our tier list, our final results on there. So because I, I feel like it might have gotten a little confusing for audio listeners, because um, we have the visual up on screen. So if you, we'll post a picture of that on our social media, so you can follow along. Yeah, those tier lists might be a little hard for people who do Spotify. So yeah. we'll try we'll try and do those few and far between if you guys, you know, are like, I don't even know what's happening on the screen. But uh but yeah, again, thank you and we'll see you next time. Bye everybody. Bye. Thanks for having me back. Peace.